Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are on week four of a series called Apostolic Leaders, seven key characteristics of the leadership style of apostolic churches. Now let me define once again, what do we mean by apostolic leaders? Apostolic leaders are followers of Jesus with a passion to go and not stay, to pioneer and not settle, and to send and not just gather. And over the last three weeks, we've looked at three of those essential characteristics. Number one, passionately in love with Jesus, always the most essential ingredient. Number two, courageous. Remember that speed bump of fear that stands in the way of everyone stepping into the call of God. And then number three, servant-hearted and sacrificial. Absolutely crucial. We've got to be laying down our lives for Jesus. And remember, we want His hand with us, Him promoting, God promoting us, and not trying to self-promote. So let's dive into today's content. I want to talk about the fourth characteristic, which I've called empowering and not controlling. In other words, building away from yourself, team at every level, you can't have control and growth. Now, this is the characteristic that so many leaders really seem to struggle with. And I'm going to ask you this question right up front. Honestly, are you a control freak? Because the bottom line is we can't have control and growth. Think about it like this. At the heart of apostolic leaders is a willingness to go. That means you can't always be at home. You can't be at home base all the time. You've got to be able to expand your capacity. And to expand your capacity means you have to hand over more and more responsibilities as you train up and empower others. You've got to be able to build away from yourself so that a new generation of leaders can be carrying that so that you can go further and so that the work can expand. So if you're a control freak or is having to be there in control doing everything, you're never going to be able to be apostolic at the same time. So are you a control freak? Here are a few characteristics and maybe as I mentioned them, you can decide for yourself. So here a couple of them are, uh, do you micromanage everything? Leaders will never thrive in an environment of being micromanaged. What about being involved in everything? Do you have to be involved in everything? You've got this FOMO that you've got to be part of every meeting, every committee, every group, every team. You need to be involved or are you able to let things go? What about this one? Making all the decisions. Do all the decisions have to come through you? Because if that's the case, you're a control freak. You're the only one empowered to make decisions, which means you'll never be able to raise up leaders. You're only raising up servants. To raise up leaders, we've got to push back from that decision making and empower others to make decisions. What about this one? Finding fault in everything not done your way. Is it always your way is the best way and it's the only way? insisting that your way is the right way. What about not trusting your leaders? And so always second guessing them all the time or telling more than listening and asking. Bottom line, you can't have control and growth. We've got to choose one or the other. When this comes growth, balls will be dropped. Growth is messy, but it's crucial if we want to do all that God's called us to. So the example I want to look at under this one is uh, Barnabas. And I've spoken often about Barnabas. He's one of my favorite leaders. And uh, he's the great encourager. He was a, a great encouraging prophetic leader. He saw potential in others. He opened the door for Saul who became Paul. And so let me read to you a short extract from Acts 11, 22 to 26. It says, news of this reached the church in Jerusalem and they sent Barnabas to Antioch when he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done. He was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. 
What I love so much, what I always get inspired about by Barnabas, in this new leadership role, first thing he did was go and find this guy, Saul, that he'd met. He was this passionate rabbi who'd had an encounter with Jesus and everyone else was scared of him. Barnabas saw the potential in him and Barnabas knew if I could train, if I could get Saul to become part of the team, this guy is going to go way beyond. And what I want to do now is I'm going to read to you, actually there's a whole lot of verses, probably about eight or ten of them, but I want you to see, I want you to pick up something in what I'm about to read. So I'm not even going to give you all the references. They all come from uh, between Acts chapter 11 and Acts chapter 14. But here it goes. It says, so for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church. Acts chapter 11, sending their gifts to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. Acts chapter 12, 25, when Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned. Acts chapter 13, verse 2, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. Acts chapter 13, verse 7, the proconsul, an intelligent man sent for Barnabas and Saul. Acts chapter 13, 42, as Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further. Acts 13, 43, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas. Acts 13, 46, then Paul and Barnabas answered them. Acts 13 50, they stood up persecution against Paul and Barnabas. Acts 14 verse 1, at Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went as usual into the Jewish synagogue. What's the point, Brent? Here's the thing. Did you see the first half of those verses? All of them were Barnabas and Saul or Barnabas and Paul. The second half were all Paul and Barnabas. Now we know that the pattern from scripture is the first name in a team is always the captain of the team. And so what happened here is this man Barnabas, He not only went to find this fledgling leader, Saul, discipled him, trained him in leadership, gave him opportunity. But now it's come to the point where Barnabas himself, from being the captain of the team, from being the mentor, has now made himself part of Paul's team. And I love that. That just shows the incredible security that this man Barnabas had. He empowered, he raised up, he built away from himself so that Paul could go even further than him. I love it. So here's the challenge. Are you willing to build away from yourself and set others up for success? A couple of questions I want to ask you and then try and answer myself. Question one, looking at the example list of a control freak tendencies, are you a control freak? Number two, what do you find most difficult about trusting others with responsibility? And then number three, what would you need to do differently to become more of an empowerer like Barnabas? So now I've been pondering those questions and uh, am I a control freak? Well, I suppose we should uh, ask those that are in the team that are lead. I don't think that I am, but I did discover a horrible leadership characteristic in my life a few years ago that I've been trying to undo. And that was when handing over responsibility to others and then realizing if they're not doing it at the pace or the rate that I wanted them to do, then I'd subtly hand over the same responsibility to someone else. I know it's ugly and it's unforgivable, but we kind of notice these things in our leadership as we grow. In other words, I wasn't trusting their timing if it didn't match my timing. And so second question, what do I find most difficult about trusting others with responsibility? And it is sometimes it's not trusting their ability so much as their their commitment and their timetable. Does their timetable match my expectations? And so what would I need to do differently to become more of an empowerer like Barnabas? Well, I need to just learn to keep my hands off things. need to keep my hands off a delegated responsibility and not touch it again without going through the person I delegated it to. 
I believe this area of learning to build away from yourself, empower and release, that's the key to leadership capacity growth. And if you want to be a leader that God can send out there, we've got to be able to hand over things here. So may God help us to grow in our maturity and our leadership ability so that we can be the apostolic leaders that God has called us to be. Hope it helps. Can't wait to see you again next week. Until then, God bless and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.